That's about whenever you see Faceman in Triple E, like it comes like Doug Benedict, and he's like does that swinging round thing with a big like seventies <laughs> and eighties. Brilliant man, blows my mind every time. Nah, I'm still about the. I love it when a good plan comes together. Mostly, <laughs> mostly, not because I'm about when a good plan comes together. I am, however, all for smoking stogies. I do love it when a good plan comes together. I mean, that is true as well. Yeah, John Hannibal Smith, Colonel John Hannibal Smith. Who looks suspiciously like Jim Walk? Hi, Jim. Huh. Well, 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 we. Sorry, Jim. Love to get you on the show. Just saying. <laughs> anyway, hello and welcome back to Chanter Banter. Hmm. We're getting a hot bath. <sighs> thunderous applause. Thunderous applause. <sighs> Who's this? It. Well, on this week's show. Oh, oh! Wait. Don't say that. No, 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 this is not this week's show. It's on this episode. There will be another episode coming. Soon. 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 Very soon. Very soon, soon yes. Sooner than you think? Yes, it won't be another eight months. You'll, you'll come home from work, find a note from your wife saying that she's left you, and a CD with the next episode of Chatting About it. She's not left you for us. She's left you in spite of us. I'm sitting here, and all I know I'm going to be able to hear when I'm editing this is... <laughs> Well, she don't want those leather trousers. Ah, uh, yeah, but they do make my <laughs> look great. I, 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 I'd love to dispute that, but I, I, as soon as I found that you had them, I clawed my own eyes out. On this episode, we have. No, oh, you're going too far. You've forgotten some. What? You've forgotten something? No, no, no. It's dead important. No, I haven't. It's really important. I really haven't forgotten it. What right, have well, I forgot? What have, no, what have, what have I forgot? We have sponsors. I know. I was going to wait and thank them after we talked about who was on the program. Ah, that, man. This episode, this series, is sponsored by Maverick Practice Channels and the College of Piping. Thank you dearly to both of those yeah. groups. Bless you. Godspeed. I, I hope you, you never run out of toilet paper and your drones always start perfectly. I mean, there's two things that make your life very comfortable. True. And may you never step in a puddle while may wearing a sock. May you never lay your head down. On this week's show! <laughs> can, can, we, can we talk about who's on the episode yeah, now? Please, yeah, please, let's do it. Okay, on this week's show we have, not this week's show. This, this show. Uh, this show. On this particular episode of CB, we have Michael Gray, who was over in January for the 87... 78, live in Ireland, in Scotland, concert. Catchy. Yeah, it's quite palindronic, I love it. Mm, it's nice, it does, it goes good back and forth. Uh, Mike was, uh, was generous enough to take some time out of a very, very busy week to come and meet with us. Uh, two, two punters that 
I don't believe he'd ever met or knew of, but still took the time out to come see us. We yeah. really, really appreciate a real it. Real good sport about it, Mike. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, thank you kindly. I know that you know it wasn't it wasn't the ideal situation to be recording, and we were in a practice room. It wasn't great, but we do appreciate you coming on the show. Um, so yeah, here's here's Mike Gray. One's handwriting guy. From time, I still try to send. I still try to send letters home from time to time, like oh, yeah. actual hard letters. I don't know. I think there's something nice about that. Uh, right. Just so you know that that, that is running. Um, so Amigos, Tam, Tam's it is graduate year doing mechanical engineering, and he writes everything in block capitals. Really? Because his shorthand's so bad. Oh. His cursor's just. That's to keep him right. Yeah, but he, he handed in a handwritten essay last year, just just, just to test the waters on it, um, and it was all in block capitals. And his, <laughs> his lecture was like, "It's very good, Thomas, but." You look like a serial killer. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. he, he just doesn't, it, for a man that works on computers all the time, doesn't like using them recreationally at all. Like, it's not his thing. I think Tam's that far off taking magazines and cutting the letters out. Oh, really? Because he's them on. He's handing out a really good essay. From <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be crazy looking, but it'd be a good essay. Oh, yeah. How fast can he write like that? What, like, like block letter, like, like. Block capitals? Yeah. I suppose you could write pretty fast, reasonably fast. That's how you always write. It's, it's, if you're writing it like like that, like oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah. <laughs> for the listeners at home, I'm holding the pen like a knife. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm just gonna like I'll, I'll just jump right in with the mm-hmm. with the concert that is tomorrow. Yeah. I, I'm curious. I'm under the impression that it was sort of you and Reed that got that put together. Or was it more you or <laughs> it was, was Reed's idea? idea. Okay. And I I guess I project managed it. I mean I'm okay. a project manager in the and I'm, you know, putting the m- most of the, m- the money up front um, through my uh, Dunabra music. Um, there is a video. We're doing a video of it, and uh, Bill and I are have invested in that. It's a whack of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I assume that like that'll be available for. Yeah, we're the aim is to get it on on iTunes. All right. Uh, well. For downloading, so. It, the audio as well, like separately, yeah. or okay. no, it'll be on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, BBC's recording it, so um, it'll their audio, but yeah, we'll see. <coughs> well, BBC's recorded so, everything in there for the past two weeks. Like you'd hope that they wouldn't fill up at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. One thing that struck me, I only came out of my head the other day, is like how how are the bagpipes coming along? Like having a band playing like. Was weeks of work to get a sound. Yeah. And I imagine, you know, I don't know, somebody's maybe fronted a set of chanters or something like that. Yeah, McCallum did. Oh, McCallum right. did. And uh, they did a lot more than just chanters. They really supported it with... But did they not design the chanters to try and get the same tone as the old centenaires? No. They designed it to, as a tribute. The shape of the chanter was okay. designed in the, the, the shape of the Sinclair. Oh, um, right. Okay. So, yeah. No, they've been great. And, yeah, it's... The first day wasn't... You know, it wasn't as you expect, wasn't exactly pretty, yeah. but it's it's fine now. It's it's good. Well, if you got the Richard sent your tone, is that right? Yeah, and yeah. also everyone, else, everyone's chipping in. You know, like yeah, of course. Okay, but there's so much experience there. It's uh, it's it's really it's just really good. It's a treat. Yeah, and are you doing just like the concert tip to toe? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, a few a few little little things um, that are that's, but yeah, it's the concert. It's the concert. We'll. A but few little things you like can't tell us before the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, this won't go up until after. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. It's uh, so we've got 
there's a um, singer named Susan Brown, and she's a daughter of Maggie McIver, who used to play in the band a long time ago, okay, before '87, and Ross Brown, who did play in the band in '87. But she's a um, operatic professional opera. Mm-hmm. She's a singer, you know, and so she's going to do. Um, I think they'll really fit the room. Like she's going to do a couple of little uh, accompaniments to sets. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah, it'll, it'll be especially in that room, that hall, yeah. right? So there's a problem with with any kind of performance art is that you'll always walk away from it going, "Well, that was good." But see, if I had to do it all again, I would do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you know. And there's been twenty nine years to do that. Well, really, thirty years since the inception of the first one. I that's guess. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there must have been things like you guys that were there at the time. You were in the original core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, you had the one of the two solos on the album. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, See, when um, I said that out loud. There, I was like, you know that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, you guys must have sat there at some point, perhaps over drinks, and like, well, if we were going to do it, maybe we could do this to that set or well, on the night maybe we played that one just a bit too fast or I don't know I mean, yeah, I'm just guessing we didn't know we, we um, like the tempos were, were what they were and at the time and they were also part of the fashion I think at the time mm-hmm. um, we, we listened to it now and it's like really fast and the breaks there's a couple of breaks that we do we, you know like they just they felt too rushed and abrupt so we've mm-hmm. put you know some space in, and um, so but you know, it, that came together um, fairly quickly. That because it was the repertoire we were carrying over, um, you know, f- three or four years, and uh, uh, stuff like the solos it was never any big deal. All it was was filler for tuning time, right? Yeah. Get out there and play something, and <laughs> and and that's what we go and tune. And now people sort of think of it as something different, and it's it's still just it's tuning time for the band. Yeah. Because so yeah. it's, it's not really supposed to be about the solo at a band concert I don't think mm-hmm. um, although it is one of those like prestige moments like as um, like as a kid growing up and listening to these records you know stuff like you and Bruce's solo or Richard's solo on Field Marshal Live yep, yep. that you, you do sit and listen to it and be like when I'm a big boy I want to do that yeah <laughs> like, it's uh, it's incredibly nerve wracking and also to go come like I was 23 then you know like it's mm-hmm. like to do it now, it's uh, I'm not exactly excited about it. So yeah, so you're doing a solo then yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. you're the same tunes. I don't know. We'll see how I feel. Yeah. Like I've been practicing, but you know, it's uh, we'll see how I feel. Yeah. We see if you like coming back to that. Like, if we're going to do this, are we going to recreate the thing? You must have played it in the house. Like played through those tunes in the house, and like with you as a player now, as opposed to to then. Maybe there's things where you just go like, well, that's not really how I play anymore. Yeah, no. and and those tunes were, I I, I haven't played those tunes in years either, mm-hmm. mostly. So just coming back to them, and then people, anyone that, like he mentioned Lillian Livingston. Well, that's like the last part of that is a to play, especially. And I I recall that solo I played was too too fast because. Mm-hmm. It started out, anyways. It just you, because of nerve wracking. It's just oh, yeah. really, it's really hard to do. Just a room full of glass eyes staring back at yeah. you. Yeah. Well, plus, I mean, I'm assuming you knew it was being recorded at the time. Yeah, we did. So, well, we did. So, but I mean, that, you, you that, can always yeah. pull the plug on it, right? Because I mean, for instance, John Walsh did a solo, did and his his bass drone stopped, so oh, it never right. made the. Right. Is John playing? No, no, he was unfortunately couldn't. Just couldn't swing it. Yeah. So, how many of the original guys are playing tomorrow? Hey, I think counting for Pipers. I think there's about 
uh, eight or nine. And when you think about the sizes of the bands though back then, there were like you know the band one on on one on the field in '87 with eleven pipers, so mm -hmm. they just weren't big bands. So it's yeah. pretty good that we've got you know eight or nine. I should know that um, coming out and playing, yeah, uh, and really doing good. this, you know. So it's uh, and it's been a big sacrifice for everybody because both in financial and time and. Mm -hmm. um, sure, those guys who are maybe using up their holiday time. Yeah. To come and do this in yeah. January, right? Like yeah. this is this is holiday time for me. Yeah. You know so. But it'll be, you know, it's it's been a really great adventure. It's just, and, and also getting to know, um, I was talking to um, one of the guys last night, and it was, oh, Stuart Little, how, you know, you know people on a, hey, how you doing? When'd you get in? When are you going home? How's it done? Like, all those basic questions, but yeah. a lifetime of that, you don't get to know anyone, really. No. So this is an opportunity to actually get to know, and the same for everybody, like, you know, um, you know Ross Walker and Richard Parks, and they all, everyone gets to, you know, get to know each other a little bit, yeah, deeper. There's a lot of that. You're right. There's a lot of that. Oh, hey, how are you? like we we were in Kansas City what two weeks ago, and you know you walk into the building and you see all these people you know, and you're giving oh hey like how are you you know I'm not seeing you since last year how's things yeah. how's that, and the reality is you're like. Yeah, good to see you. I'll see you again this time next year. Because those of you guys listening at home who are hearing me say that, um, <laughs> like, but it's true. You know, you don't you don't get to you don't really get to know people. No, so that, that that's a that's which a is cool a shame. Opportunity. Is yeah. what you're really trying to get. Will you alienate everyone you knew in, in America, the yeah. continental United States? Yeah. Um, you yeah. shallow bugger. Yeah. 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 This guy here. Um, but <laughs> I was piling him up the other day, like Winter Storm put up a bunch of pictures from it. The picture of him playing in the gold medal light music has like stars and stripes right behind him. Oh, that's <laughs> not in your Facebook. So you put it on yeah. Facebook? Uh, somebody did. I saw Winter Storm had them all yeah. Oh, okay, so that's up online, yeah. But it was something that had popped up and I was scrolling through the pictures just ups and downly, like, oh, yeah, I know that guy, I know that guy, I guess he has one. Burst out laughing like it's just like it may as well be in sepia tones, like <laughs> in the background. Stand up and a yeah, <laughs> yeah. It really was a good time. Like, was that a good time? I was, oh, yeah. It was almost too yeah. good a time. Like I'm, I'm about twice the size I was when I left. <laughs> um, have, you, have you been to Winter Storm? Yet? No, never Don't have. You, you've got to go. Like it's a it's a really good event. It's really very well. Yeah, the timing for I always come to Celtic <coughs> for years, and so it's just not great. Yeah. timing wise for me. But yeah, I know everyone. It's got great. Looks like a great organizing team. Yeah, it's very well done. It's really good for piping in North America. Yeah, because I mean, it's bringing over really big names. Yeah, oh no, for sure. Like, I mean, there's more big names going to Kansas City than there are going to Maxville. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it, I think it's a really good event. You should go. Okay. Definitely should go. Okay. I mean, you know, Celtic Connections is nice. I suppose but the difference with Celtic Connections is, you know, you maybe get a couple of weeks and it's loads of different stuff. Yeah, that's I, you don't come for the piping in, for in January, you come for the, the music, right? The, the non-pipe music. Yeah. yeah. Not the piping. <laughs> not the piping, the music. Yeah, because no, piping no. is not music. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you are listening to stuff and you think, this is, this is fucking chronic. <laughs> like, like, even when it's, when it's good, good piping in various forms, you do go like, like, I often will get a bit frustrated and like, I play in a Kaylee band as well. Mm -hmm. And like Kaylee music, I mean, you could it's musical obviously, but like it has a purpose, it's a form, it's it's not a statue on a mantelpiece, mm -hmm. it's uh, it's a grand it's more function music rather than yeah. art music. Yeah. And like sometimes the art music of piping 
gets right up my dick hole and really irritates me. Um, there's no other way I can put that. Tell us how you feel. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not alone. I'm, I'm sure if we've all had those moments where you're like, man, like, does he really need it phrased exactly like that or it needs to be that tempo to fit into the box? Yeah, we get very precious about some of this stuff, unfortunately. And yeah. I think to the to the detriment of the of the oh. music. It's, it's nice to, you know, be tradition bearers and... and uh, pass it on and all that but I think in order to make sure there's life in it and, yeah. and energy you have to sometimes let it go a bit but there's whatever, also, whichever that, whatever that means but there's also a, a, an aspect of playing the game you know like the, learning the, the, the tradition as it is gives you a, a perspective when you're changing I mean, you've composed a big whack of the the, what we'd call contemporary piping Mm-hmm. Which, like, you know, there's you, Bruce, Gordon Duncan, uh, Mark Saul, Murray Blair, mm-hmm. guys that we'd, you'd really say, like, between kind of mid 80s, well, early 80s through to the 2000s, like, everybody was playing that kind of music, mm-hmm. you know. So, but you're also a loaded solo player, like, so you've obviously played the game, yeah. You know, and was there any point, like, did you feel as a composer that there were things you were writing where you're just like, Ah, man, I'm just going to write this. And yes, totally I'll, uh, absolutely. I never. It was. I mean, outside of writing within parameters that you have to, like the time limits and the, the you know, and using, the, the, the style of tune. Whether uh, you you know, we need, you know, hornpipes or spay march. Those parameters. But no, I'm. I've always been, um, very. You know, think of some of those crazy Toronto police medleys. Uh, they were yeah. not. They were a total. Um, explorations of of what you could possibly attempt to do, and it wasn't so in a competition. Mm-hmm. They were built for well, they were built for competition, but they were built for to explore, you know. So th- so play the game, yeah. I mean, for instance, um, making decisions, and this was actually um, making decisions around st- uh, whether you play a slide note or not in a competition. Yeah. That would be. And that those are decisions that this this old the vintage seventy eighth band um, had to deal with, um, you know. Make mm-hmm. should we do it or not? And uh, because the price you pay is can be great. Yeah, but see, I know, I've said this to you, and I'm actually I'll tell you I'm in my PhD. I'm thinking I'm probably going to do a case study of two thousand eight the Georgetown contest. Mm-hmm. You know where what yeah. was it variation on the theme of good intentions? Right. Yeah, yeah. Like that was sort of the first of those Toronto mm-hmm. medleys. That, you know that was premiered and the reaction of it. But I say this to you, and I've said it to my advisor, and I've said it to a lot of people. I actually don't think that the most interesting thing about that day was the medley. Like I, I, I you know, it, it's a really interesting piece of music. Home, Andrew looks very uncomfortable. I, I am. I'm getting to a point that I think you'll appreciate. I think the really interesting thing on the day was the result that the band didn't get last. Yeah. Like, that set a precedent in Ontario that, you know, if you want to try things, you can try it, and we won't absolutely put you down for it. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, we all know that in Scotland, if you try that and it's been proven, you get absolutely humped for it. Um, so that led to then, you know, you guys were able to do that for a few years. Peel Police did a couple of weird things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there were, there were some really cool things going on. Even, like, the freestyle contest, I think, came out around that time. Yeah, that's right. Like, so that meant that, you know, Ontario became a place where you could do stuff like that. Uh, like, I think it still is. I think it still is. It's just uh, because the bands have got, this is now, this is playing the game. Because I th- I believe this is the case. Because they, they're so um, fixated on the worlds, mm-hmm. they end up tailoring what they, de- what they 
develop in their medleys to to go over here. And yeah. so... Well, but, you, I mean, I think you're probably right, because if you look at the Ontario scene in the early 2000s, you had bands fairly consistently qualifying for the final. Yeah. And even cracking the top six with the Frasers. Yeah. Um, and right around that time, that's when that that sort of thing stopped happening, and it stopped being the case that Ontario bands were guaranteed to make the final. You know, I was playing in Ontario from 2007 onwards, mm-hmm. so, like, I remember watching that happen, and, you know, it was pretty pretty heartbreaking to see, and I, I think you're probably right that bands are starting to go, okay, well, if we want to make the final, we need to do this yeah. and the other, yeah. and so it's starting to go back to being a little more conservative. Yeah, I, I, it's you can really feel the world's the, kind of sucking the life out of creative... I mean, the medleys are all creative in their own way, but they're not, you know, but like, not can we start with creative. this? It just makes sense to me that you'd start a piece of music that is seven minutes long with something slow and built. Like, yeah. that just makes sense to me. Well, and the I words know. of Barty Stinson, a good mixtape, so I'll rise. Yeah, why can't you do that? But you can't, you, you have to start at a certain tempo. At the, uh, at the, the 60 beats per minute. Is going to and you know, the, the, I don't know if you know the history, the, that rule. Oh, that, that was a Fraser's thing. Like, yeah, we were walking, we, song walking songs, and that made them all crazy, you yeah. know. What year was that? Hmm, probably, like, I think 92. It's on YouTube. Okay. Because it was not 92 that Paul Kemet started with, uh, with Live in Love. They yeah. had, uh, what was it, that was when Davey Barnes had the mm-hmm, band, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and oh, that, that medley's called something else, it's the big something medley, uh, and the end of it's really, really cool, it's mm-hmm. a really yeah, good yeah. end at that medley. I recall it. Um, but it, it's, yeah, I suppose like, in Python, historically, you can't jump in, it's, it's, it's a tool at a time, you know, it's getting in a hot bath. You know, and there will always be somebody screaming. Um, but you milked that one pretty well. Yeah, oh, I've done a lot of baths. <laughs> the bath, the toe, the screaming. That's <laughs> But at the same time, like game, because like I think to my head, in my head, like I grew up, my piping from a very early age was the sport, and only as an adult have I started to appreciate the art. I appreciate the art, but I mean, as a as a player, appreciate the art. Yeah. Um, so that that's I feel often that I come from a, a kind of awkward angle with it. Like for me, the win is super important because I was brought up thinking the yeah. win is super important, and now I'm like the win is crazy important. But believing in what you're putting on the park yeah. is equally as important. Yeah, um, you can have a great run and play great music and come off and be totally satisfied, but a bit bummed out if you don't win first. But you can still sleep that night going, you know what we did? Yeah, that's right. Did we something did what we, meant, we, what we intended to do. And right. doing it really well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but there is a kind of... We are... We are brought into piping with the idea of does a march just being real hornpipe jig? And if you stick a slow air in between that, that's kind of a medley. Yeah. You know? And like we're even getting away from playing MSR beginnings at medleys. Like. It tends to be march jig. Yeah. Stress reels at the end, yeah. Which I, I've got no problem with, but I do appreciate what you're saying about like having a build. I always wanted to open my medley with uh, the Well Park Suite. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a beautiful piece of music. Mm-hmm. Like almost had the band. Molendar. Oh yeah. Um, but it's never, a, well, when I played in the Vale, we were always told that the Well Park Suite was about the Well Park Brewery, which is the Tenants Brewery. And whenever you drink Tenants, you kind of go, ugh. Like it's not a refreshing brew, you know, it's... it's yeah, it's oh, which reminds me, I saw I saw a classic Glasgow thing the day that I haven't seen in years. Right. I saw a toothless junkie. <laughs> oh really? Like I was on the subway, like coming here, 
I'm standing at the door. I was, I was down at the college. Like, I, I, I do some work at the college. And, like, I was coming coming across from Kelvin Bridge. And he gets to St. George's Cross. And the door's open. And this guy, like, classic junkie uniform of a, a stained shell suit. And, like, two, like, toques, right? How sad is that? Yeah. Not one hat, two hats. And, uh, but he opened his mouth. And, like, I just stared at this, like, dark chasm. And he said, does this train go to Ibrooks? And I had more the way of going with yes. And I didn't want to say, like, it's a f***ing circle. <laughs> like, it's not what side you get on. You're going to Ibrooks. Um, but I, I want to go back to, to the Toronto, like, in 08 and 09 and 10, when, because it was Ian K that was a pipe major. Yeah. I, I'm curious, what was the conversation like that led to the playing of those medleys? I mean, was it your idea or was it sort of, you know, Ian said, I want to try something different? No, it was so. I, the band was when I came to the band. It was like really. Was that not it one was hurting? Like eight pipers. It was hurting. Like they yeah. they went through the last season with the, the season before before I joined. They were had and I joined. I I came out because I want. I didn't want to see a grade one band. I just wanted to help. Yeah. Mm. And so he invited. He you know asked me out and he said, by the way, give you pipe sergeant. Oh, you know, I just wanted to and then do music. So I had this. I actually had this variations on a theme thing already. Yeah. I'd already had it made, and I said. What about, and he, we didn't, I mean, it was a good moment in time where you could talk the band into it because it wasn't, it, it was, wasn't like, the, you know, like it was yeah. not, a, it was not at a, a extremely high quality level of uh, musicianship at that time. Like it was great one, but it, you know, yeah. like, so where's the harm? So there, there people yeah. were very, there was, you've got nothing to lose, nothing to lose pretty yeah. much. So, cause I, when I brought that out and people are like, really? Like. And Ian's, yeah, let's, like, Ian, really enthusiastic, and let's just try it, let's try it, let's, let's do it. And then he loved the harmonies, and he loved it. He wanted to, he went for it. And so he was, he was, uh, he is a huge supporter. And Ian was, was behind it all the time. And actually, that's an example of where um, you can create great energy and excitement from doing something that you believe in, and, like, that variations on a theme thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, people... That was just crazy. The, the 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 internet chatter on that was was crazy. Yeah. And people would run to whenever they thought we were going to play. They'd run. It was like it reminded me of when the um, eighty seven vintage Frasers. You know, mm-hmm. we'd come over here and we were like, it was it's so different now in pipe bands. And, and we'd come over and uh, especially after the eighty seven um, concert, we'd cut off the people, kids, kids with programs looking for autographs and mm-hmm. all. It's like you you felt like you were a superstar. Which was is this not, after you won the worlds or just after the contest or after the concert? That was uh, that was the, the live and art, the record, yeah. Yeah. So the next year, and that, from then on, it was always like it was just crazy. And but now with YouTube and and um, there seems to be a I, I don't know what you guys think about this, but there seems to be a uh, there's no mystique to ever to anything, or there's no mystery. Everybody knows what everyone's playing, and everyone yeah. knows. Uh, there's no secrets there's you know there's the, no the mystery Sun, the, yeah the Sunday morning keyboard warrior after a contest and and oh. even like even like the you know in the off season you, you start to hear recordings of bands playing and even bands post recordings of their practices being like oh we're getting ready for the season here's our here's our new MSR yeah. here's our new medley and it's like so don't you want to don't you want to wait and like premiere that at the first absolutely the that's first what contest? I think I think it's yeah. much more fun yeah what we, we should be hoping what I was going to say is there is a cut off point for that top six in the world don't release recordings for their practices or anything like that 
Not because it's it's gash or anything. It's just because it's like the priority is the plane, and it's not like it's not a media thing. Like you're right, there are no secrets left anymore. But the the last you can put it out there like, oh, we're playing this, we're playing that, we're playing the other thing. But it's actually whenever the band turns up, especially if you get a rep, if you've been a prize one of the year before or something like yeah. that, and people expect you to have moved on, yeah, and gotten better, like and you're premiering something new. Like, they, you know, if you're you know tuning up and the, the boss is like, oh, new medley, right? Play through the end of the medley. I remember we did that in Ireland this year. We we it was the first time we played the the number one medley, in outside basically, yeah. um and like there's like some phone footage of it and it was it was a really good run like the it was a booming sound but you can see the crowds like three or four people deep. Um, when we played through those waltzes mm. and it was, it was tons of fun. I don't yeah. at the time I don't remember thinking to myself, anything other than, you're in this part and you're going to the next part now and wait for this break. Remember it's one, two, three, and here's it, but because that's how I play. Right. But listening back to it, I do go. That sounds like we we're all having a great time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like that sounds new. And I think if the cat's let out the bag, and people know what's coming, then the, the energy's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a real excitement when, in anticipation when mm. s- people think there's going to be something fresh, you know, a new medley or whatever it is. It's, it's, but yeah, it's, everybody knows everybody and, which is, I guess, great, but you know, like, yeah. it's, um, it seems like I, the world's getting a lot smaller. Yeah. I just think, um, you think back to say, it's John Burgess, I'm just trying to imagine John Burgess on Facebook, you know, and uh, posting pi- people <laughs> pictures and like, you know, Pipe Major Angus and like these people. Yeah. Um, I just Pipe Major of, Angus is raging. The space drones no go. Need a new one. Like, <laughs> like. Yeah, or, or and that's in like December. Mm. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, anyways, it's interesting. Yeah, you're right though. But that, that's a, a a thing though. Like, if those if there was if those guys had Facebook, they probably would have been on it. In the same way that like the the top players of the day are on it. Probably don't say much, you know, but. I mean, in fact, I was saying this yesterday, like, you know, it's got that thing where, like, you know, this is what you were doing a year ago. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you read some of the things, and you're like, what a pointless waste of time. You know, like, why did I think on this day two years ago that that statement about, I don't know, what I had for lunch was so important? But I also think there's a pressure where you're like, I've got this thing, and I need to put stuff on it because it's it's a vital part of being... A person, yeah. and I just I've I've stopped caring about that. I've got bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a time waster. Oh, certainly. I mean, you can be on it for ages, but I'd say though, like, see for for people wanting to play in, in different bands, you know, like it is a good way of contacting folk, and yep. you know, yeah. If you need some support as well, like like I've got um, like on on my Facebook, I have been contacted by people I've done workshops with internationally. Who have dropped me a line? Like I'm having trouble with this, that, the other thing. You know, yeah. okay, they can email me, but like, well, six and a half a dozen. But it's another way of of keeping yeah. keeping a, a, an educational link. And that's kind of why I, I keep it for business reasons and uh, educational reasons. And that's kind of like I don't really like people. People, yeah. <laughs> I like bagpipes. Bagpipes yeah. are fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, that's how we got you on. That's sure. right. You know, That's I, right. I just because I don't think like it, it again like we were saying earlier it was that way where I see you and it's like right 
I've seen you like growing up, you know, in yeah. Ontario. Seeing the hey, Mike, you know, like, <laughs> but I've watched you grow up yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. from behind the bush. <laughs> but, no, but it's like it's that way where it was like, all right, okay, well, you know, so I know you're on Facebook now, and yeah, it's you yeah. know, I can I can drop you a message and say, hey, like, no, you're busy getting ready for the concert, but can you come on the show and yep, yep, chat yep. to you? Like, it, it is good for that, you know. Agreed. There's more than one person we've got on the show via Facebook. Yeah. Um, so it's good for that. But I was going to ask like you were a pupil of John Wilson mm-hmm. like I was very young but I uh, went to, yeah I, about a year and a half and then he died I was going to say it must have been very close to the end of his life yeah, yeah. Um, it was uh, it would be 1978 70 that's but yeah like I mean I, when you think about I mean he heard G.S. McLennan play live like that's like it was kind of interesting to know that I knew that guy like that's how yeah. you know that's, it was kind of neat So you're only one degree away from G.S. That's right, that's right. we're playing six degrees of G.S. McLennan. That's right, you can, that's, that's, that's right. But, and I, you just think of all the great people he knew, and he was a great man, but, he, you know, yeah, John Wilson was a massive personality. Big, big character. He was a prisoner of war, you know, and mm. that, that's got to do something for you. Um, you. I don't think you can be, win big piping prizes by being, a, you know, a shirking violet. Aye, you've kind of you got to killer. be mad, you know. Yeah. There's got to be something behind the eyes that says yeah. I'm going to devote all my time and attention to this yeah. and, not, and not care yeah. about various other, well, various not important things. You know? But what I was going to ask is, like, you know, you went John Wilson, uh, I've read the, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, you know, um, I did a little bit of research there. Yeah. Um, but, like, going from John Wilson, was it, who did you have in between him and, like, it? I don't know if it's chronological. No, it was so I was taught by a guy named George Walker. Like he got me, you know, up to, um, and then I went to John Wilson. So I was like a grade, uh, like a grade three, two kind of piper. Like I don't know grades here, but you know, like that. And then I went to um, uh, Bill, Bill Livingston, and. and I also had a, I had a lot of help from John Walsh. Look at John. John Walsh is a great live music player and a great ear for detail. And he really did a lot for me, which I, I can't say enough. And I had to, you know, I always came over here. I got to know Captain John McClellan through piping school. So I'd see him come over here and go to his house in Edinburgh. And, and uh, yeah, so. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how, like, um, Piping is quite a small world, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, but see, the amount of people that I've met and even had on the show that Bill Livingston has been a big influence on them. Even our friend Glenn Brown, like, Glenn went to went to him for what, a year, two years, something like that. I'm not sure that. I don't I'm know. Not sure that Glenn I taught Glenn one sure winter. At, he used to be playing my band, Peel Police. Oh, I. Yeah. Keeps that one quiet. <laughs> um, he, 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 uh, he was a major that band for here that's right like, I forgot about that yeah because right. I was in the band for that one year were you? <laughs> yeah that was the because uh, it was it was 08 when, when I played in Peel because I played in Windsor and then I played in Peel when Glenn took the band over and then I left Grave One Bands for a couple of years and he wound up he, in the uh, Frasers he, I guess he didn't like li- living in Ontario <coughs> what was that? I don't think he li- liked living in Ontario uh, I think that there was more opportunity for him over here yeah I don't know you'd have to ask him I don't know him that well we'll get him on and we'll ask him that yeah definitely yeah. Uh, see, I, I, I'm curious about because like that that '87 Worlds win, right? Like obviously at the Bellamy concert, mm-hmm. and then you won the Worlds right after that. 
And it was the first time a non-Scottish band had won the Worlds. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, in my research, going back and looking at competitive results and, like, reading the Piping Times, like, you know, Seamus McNeil's editorial about it, basically going, well, Scotland, we f***ed it. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, Piping is now in Canada. And But it's funny because he goes, I you know... I think that's a, a, a terrible... Res well, okay, the way Seamus writes, wrote, it's a terrible response. But there is, there's got to be a certain bit of you. Okay, I'm the only <laughs> Scottish person in the room. But there has to be a certain bit of you where you go, right, well, we've been beaten on home turf now. Yeah. So there is a reaction. Sorry. I no, it's, it's okay. But I, I, I'm just... I'm just curious, like, what what was it like when you guys won in 87? I mean, obviously the Worlds were, it was a very different atmosphere to begin with, you know, because you didn't have, like, the grandstands and the BBC. And, well, I don't know if the BBC was there or not. But, they were there. You know, they well, were there. Not, the not only, on radio. radio. Yeah, because the only, the only video I've ever seen is a video I think you put on yeah. Facebook of, of your performance yeah. from, from that year, and it's, like, you know, VHS. Yeah. And, you know, but it's... Lanes going yeah, ex it's exactly terrible. what it is. But, uh, but I'm, I'm just curious, like, what, what was it like to have won in 87? It was really, you know, to be the first at anything is, you know, is, is pretty great. And it's, it was, it was, um, it was a really special time because it was a smaller band and you knew people much better because of it, much more intimate with people. And so it was very, you know what I mean by that? You just get to know people better. Yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> so we were all a pretty tight group. So that I think that made the win even more. Um, powerful because we'd done this thing together and we knew each other so well and yeah. and mostly liked everyone you know not anybody like any group but it was it, yeah. was, it was so it was I was it was really um, it was unforgettable it was just un I don't know how to describe it but it mm -hmm. was um, and also two things of note that that band is an example of a band that played music that no people weren't playing round reels uh, mm -hmm. uh, rubato slow airs um, and just an Irish music, you know, like uh, people yeah. were, weren't doing that to any extent that I was aware of. So we, we really beat, marched, went to our own, by our, you know, we, we marched to our own drummer and uh, so to speak. And there we did it doing that. We didn't start medleys with, oh, that this is the way they start. We need to have a hornpipe or peppy march to start in order to get a listen. Mm -hmm. We just were totally committed to this, you know, what was at the time inventive music and this yeah. approach? There was a real ethos that we 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 uh, lived by. Well, why do you think that was? <clears throat> I think it was just a. Uh, I'm not gonna. Say, it's not one person. I mean, mm -hmm. Bill. Bill was a great. <sighs> Bill's charisma. He leads by his. He's a very charismatic character mm -hmm. and a, and um, and a great player, of course. And I I think that corralled a lot. We, it was the right mix of people at the time. You know. And we all sort of, uh, I think we we generated energy for each other, you know, like like, and Bruce and I were also very, we're we're almost the same age, um, like by month, and very, uh, you know, competitive with each other, and I mean in a good way, like yeah. you know, let's you know, and that when it came to making tunes and his style is very different from mine, but I mean just the whole sort of creative thing. So we we all spurred each other on, you know, I guess, yeah. and um, and I so I, as to why I just think it was it's like any great band if you just have the right the right leader and the right mix of people and the right time, yeah, it can become something, you know, great. Mm. It's just, I I just think it's interesting because I mean the seventy eights have historically everybody 
you know, like we were saying earlier about people coming up and getting autographs. Yeah, and all it was, that. Like, it was crazy. That kind of never went away. I mean, despite the fact that, you know, the band never won the Worlds again, like, you know, growing up and going to Ontario, I still remember watching the Frasers tune up and, like, seeing throngs of people come up yeah. to, hear, to hear you guys or, you know, well, I, I don't know if you still would have been in the band by that point, but... Um, like hear people come up to play and like growing up all my friends mm -hmm. you know that like that was the band to follow um, and it's true like musically it, it's one of the more influential but like Frasers The Veil Shots Vic Police mm -hmm. you know your more influential musical bands not necessarily the most successful but definitely the most influential um, no they're you know and also like Field Marshal like um, they, you know Richards just revolutionized the sound that yeah. band, the bands must aspire to, you know. He's yeah, I mean, he's just. It was I think you know he alone has really done that. I think. Was mm -hmm. um, we were we were in the conveyor belt at the Laurels, right? Like tuning up, and we were in a wee like gap when our channels getting checked. You just heard the FM blow up about a hundred yards away. And sometimes the guy next to me went, now "That's the drone sound." It wasn't it wasn't even tuned. Right? Like they all just tuned it by ear. Yeah, yeah. But it just struck up, and I thought that's. Glorious. Even when it's out of tune, it sounds good. <laughs> there's like a tonality there that, yeah. was, that was just like harmonics really warm and, yeah. and it was just right. And like when you're in your own band, you don't really notice mm -hmm. your, what your band sounds like because you're, let's be honest, you know, your, your heart's in your mouth half the time, yeah. you know, concentrating on other stuff. Um, and when you listen back to the recordings, you go, oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's really good. Um, but I just remember that, that wee moment of just, just appreciating like your competitors. I don't think that in pipe bands were good at that. We're not good at, well, you, by and large, I should say, like, I, I've tended to find towards top end of grade one, everybody's pretty much like, there's a, there's a mutual respect because mm -hmm. you don't get there for nothing. But, like, in in my early years, I remember folk not being willing to yeah. compliment the folk that we're playing against. I was just thinking, I, I, yes, I agree. And um, it takes a great confidence to be able to praise and support your competitor, your, your competition and your but I, th I, th I think that compared to like not so long ago I think while pipe bands are tribal they're there's they're much more right now the atmosphere is much more um, you know supportive and and not quite as as um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, quite so much. Not, not quite yeah. but far more supportive convivial you know whatever you want to call it yeah. people are but even I think Bertoff wrote an editorial about that at one point because like a, a part of that is due to the fact that you've got people jumping from band to band to band. So it's not like you know I'm going to join the Frasers, I'm going to play in the Frasers for life, or I'm going to you know I'm going to join Shots, I'm going to play in Shots for fifteen years, or I'm going to join this band, I'm going to play in that band for twenty years. Like you get guys, so I'll play in this band for three years and then I'll go to that yeah, band for a yeah. couple years, and so it gets to a point where like you're all you know everyone, and yeah. surely it makes some enemies enemies doing that. But it, there's less of a there's less like, like a blood bond between you and your band. Unless you play a ball call. <laughs> just kidding just kidding guys yeah there's a, well you know that's really interesting because that's a teaching that's a you know that organization's a teaching organization and I think that you're you know it's they don't uh, they create their own you know product more or less yeah. and, and because of that they've got the dedication of members is yeah is amazing but I mean they're, they're uh, that, that, that band is a great force for piping yeah. especially because they're close to the east like yeah. you know I mean well, they're, they're chucking out great players they're, they're, there's a there's a couple of guys who come in for lessons here, and there's one in particular, like a a, a guy who's he's got to be about like thirteen or fourteen, but he comes in and like he you know he's talks to me, he's really nice, 
And then we, he came to the, the shots contest, the junior contest, and he was getting tuned up. He's like, can you come in and tune my drones, right? And I walked in, or his dad came and asked me, can you come tune my drones? And I walked in, and he was wearing a bog hall kilt. And I was like, that totally makes sense. Like, yeah. now, I like, that. that's why you're such a good young player. Like, yeah. you're coming out of that program, and, yeah. So they're doing, <coughs> they're doing really good things. Um, I know that you're really busy, and we've been at it for an hour, so I'm sure you've got somewhere to be. Um, just wanted to say... Thanks for coming on the show. Well, like, thanks really for having appreciate guys. it. Um, this will hopefully be going in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so, do you remember that Skittles advert where the guy sit at the desk and the, the two people come over? It's like a new guy at a job comes over to the old guy and they're like, and this is Jeff or whatever, this Bob or something they call him, right? Job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Consider, considering, like, the problem the guy has, it's torture. See, you call it a problem, but, well, go on. Oh yeah, so like the dude's sitting at the desk, right? And then the the chirpy woman comes over with the annoying looking kid. And they're like, this is Job. You can just say a kid. What? No, he's an annoying looking kid. Oh, he looks like he looks like a thumbs with a face drawn on it. Like he's a asshole. Um Yeah, so and they're like, this is Job. Everything he touches turns to Skittles. And they hand him a stapler and it's like, pachoo, Skittles everywhere. And they get, God, wow, the actor's so good at it. Because he looks straight down the barrel of the camera with like an Oscar winning sad face. And it, the, 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 the thumb kid has the audacity to be like, that's pretty cool. And he's like, do you know what it's like to not be able to hug your child? And my heart was broken. And every time I eat Skittles, it's, that's all I can think of. Is he from the South? The guy? He's from the South, yeah. Do you know what it's like? To not be able to hug your child. Do you know what that? To not be able to hug your child. Is it, it Foghorn Leghorn? <laughs> I do declare unto you know what I it's see, like. I see, I see, I see. I live in a nightmarish existence. <laughs> God, no, actually. Do you know what the worst part? Like, I, I love Skittles. I'm sitting here eating Skittles. Yeah. That's what, what led us on I, I was going to say because I'm fat, but I, I'm, I'm fat because I'm sitting here eating Skittles. I thought, so, I thought you were anyway, flat because you no, had a, a you hole know, inside the, you that you could never fill. Well, that too. Um... <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> but the worst part about that, like the Midas touch of Skittle, you can never eat barbecue. You can, can never you, eat. Oh, I mean, maybe can, maybe you could just have like maybe you can put gloves on or something. Maybe like maybe there's a substance you can make gloves out of that would allow your powers to not translate through. Trans- I, don't know, through. I don't think that's how curses work or blessings, depending on how much you like Skittles. Aye, but I mean, you could also have a nut. Like, that's the bit I was going to go for, but... How do you put on clothes? I see, I see, I see. My trousers keep turning into Skittles. I was was really looking forward to, like, going to my bed at some point tonight and actually sleeping. But now (laughs) I will be lying in my bed trying to figure out how Job, with the rainbow Midas touch... Rainbow fingers. (laughs) Job rainbow fingers. Job rainbow fingers. Rainbow fingers. How how, how does he put on his overalls in the morning? (laughs) Uh, on harmonica, Rainbow Fingers Murphy. Um, the intro. Uh, by the way, again. Oh yeah, it's like being on an old boat. Oh. Hi, Ian. Um. Anyway, well, I, I was really looking forward to these, to the intro and the outro of this episode, not having a lot of swearing in it, not having anything I needed to edit out, and yet it's, it's gonna take me so long. And it's done. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> right, well, a big thank you. A big thank you to Mike Gray for coming on the show. You were a great sport, and it was it was a great chat. Thank you kindly for coming on. We know that you were really busy, and Dan, you look like you there's something you desperately want to say right now. Um, no? I, I'd like to say thank you to Mike Gray and all the guys that were involved in the 8778s concert. Um, it was really cool to see everybody, everybody back together with the guests as well that came in. Uh, big thanks should go out to, because I don't think that many people realise, the Inverarian district supplied the drums for it. And McCallum chanters, well, McCallum bagpipes supplied the chanters. And I believe they also helped with the, the uniform stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so those guys should be, should be remembered and lauded for their contribution. Definitely. We'd like to thank uh, our sponsors again. You know, we'd really like to thank Maverick as well as the College of Piping. Um, Maverick has released new practice chanters. They're, they're coloured practice chanters made out of wood, which I believe is the first time that's been done. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent product. They've recently posted a video playing the chanters. We've linked it on our Facebook page. Recommend checking it out. It's an excellent video um, for an excellent product. Uh, we'd like to thank the College of Piping for helping to sponsor our online hosting. Um, and we'd also... I think we should thank the Piping Centre for giving us use of their facilities to record the interview with Mike. Um, it was a, a good central location for us to meet for where they were practicing. So thank you to the Piping Centre for that. Uh, I, 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 actually, I'd like to thank Seamus. Big Seamus. Big Seamus. Yeah, all, all that speak of barbecue and down south and... Talking like this. Talking like this. Seamus, if you're listening, hello, hello, Maeve. God and, knows uh, we know that you're listening. Hi, Jim. And, if you're listening, Seamus, we miss you. We want you to come home. Thanks to Skittles. Oh, yeah, thanks, Skittles. Thanks for the chat. Taste the rainbow. I guess that's it. Um, except for the last one, obviously. Big thank you, the listeners, for, for listening to our pish. Run back! <laughs>